I welcome everyone to this evening's branding and cash flow call. Um, please let everyone know if you are in the position to, if you would, please uh, turn on your camera so we can see your shining, smiling faces and feel each other's energy. Also, if at any time you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, if your screen is a uh, camera is on, you can always wave your hand. We will acknowledge you that way. If the camera's not on, you can click on participants. From there, you'll see a small blue hand that says raise hand, and we will acknowledge you that way. And as always, you can always type in your questions, comments, or thoughts in the chat, and we will get you that way. Again, welcome to tonight's branding and cash flow call. Tonight, we will be talking about what to say to close a lead after they enter your funnel. What to say to close a lead after they enter your funnel. Antonio has been teaching and talking about funnels here uh, for quite some time and lately uh, because we've been having some, we have some funnels that, were, that are going on right now. And so I can tell you firsthand what to do <laughs> and what to say to close a lead after people enter your funnel. So whatever funnel that you decide that you want to create or have created with your products that you have, most times the funnel, a funnel is for something for you to give away for free. And that way, when the person gives you their name, email, and phone number, then, then that's when you got them, you know. And in the funnel, as always, you have what you're giving away for free, and then you also have other products to upsell. Well, what we do here is I get leads from people who have gotten into the funnel, who have gotten the free product, and what I do. And so this is what we do. This is what I do. The first thing we do is we give them a call to congratulate them on what they've just received, the free product, and also if they have purchased anything else from the funnel. So the things that you have in the upsell from the funnel, if they have gotten the free product and also uh, purchased some things, you call and congratulate them on everything they've gotten. Oh, hey, Charmone, just wanted to give you a call and congratulate you on getting Antonio's newest book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can, uh, and also another product if she had gotten one, if she had purchased one. But if not, just want to call and congratulate you on getting The Richest Man in the Trash Can. And then... You know, it, of course, they'll thank you very much. Glad to have the call. And then from there, what you do is you dig deep. You always want to dig deep to add more value to the person and to learn more about them because whatever they tell you, they, you may be able to have something else that will that one of your products or services that could help them. So you dig deep. And my question always to the, the, the lead uh, who has gotten something from the funnel, what made you decide to, to get this? What made you decide to grab Antonio's newest book? What made you decide to get the 20 free classes or the 20 free hours from uh, Get Famous for My Story? You know, what made you get, you know, get the six, uh, six classes, the six, Antonio's six best classes from the six-figure blueprint? And they will tell you. They'll let you know what, why they chose to get your product from the funnel that you created. They'll always tell you. And from there, you keep digging deep, asking questions, you know, based on their answers, 
You ask them more questions about the answers that they've given you, and you ask more questions about them to learn more about them. Okay, great. Glad, glad to hear that. That's why you got it. Okay, what is it that you do? What is it that you hope to gain from getting the, this service or the, the product that you just got? And then they'll, they'll proceed to tell you, let you know, okay, this is, this is what I hope to gain from getting this. This is what I want to do, and this is why I got it. Uh, from this is why I chose to get this particular product or this particular service. And just the more you keep asking, the more they keep telling, the more they keep spilling their guts, and they're giving you everything you need to know to see whether or not you have another product or service that will be able to help them and add more value to them in their lives. So you want to continue to dig deep, as deep as you can. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Let them to continue to talk. Let them continue to talk and, you know, give you those things um, that, that you need. And also, you want to make sure that you're actively listening. You're not, you're not listening just to see if there's another product or service you can talk to them about. You really you, you want to make sure that you really treat them like a human being and actually care about what it is that they desire for their lives. Also, well, before I keep going, does anyone have any questions or comments for what I said just uh, thus far? You want to make sure you congratulate them on the products and service they've gotten, and then also dig deep. Go ahead, Mr. Field. Yeah, Grace, I've shared this in the past, but for those who may not have been on the call then, the categories of questions you can ask, I, I think of four different categories. They're current and past situation questions. What are they doing now? What have they done in the past? And you ask some questions based around that, get that kind of information, get you a little history. Then opportunity or problem questions. Do they see getting the book as a real opportunity that this book's going to help them take advantage of? Or do they see getting the book, do they got some problems in their lives and maybe this can help them with their problems? Because that way you know what to talk to them about. Next, impact questions. What is the opportunity or problem impacting? And then the fourth is solution-seeking questions. If you can ask them a question that they tell you what we can do for them, that's much more powerful than us telling them what we can do for them. Because we know they get it, because they just told us. So those are four categories of questions that you can kind of structure your, your interview with around as you're trying to find out, do we have something that can really help them and be valuable to them at this time? Whew. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Phil. I'm adding that to my, to my arsenal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All four of those types of questions are great. Those are awesome questions. I really like the fourth one. What type of question that you talked about? Solution-seeking questions. If there's a solution that we can provide for them, they'll tell us. And that way, like you said, oh, I love that, Mr. Phil. That way, we're not looking to see what we can do for them. They're looking, you know, they're telling us, you know, what it is that they need. So, okay, so you don't have to go in and say, okay, this is what I have. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, okay, I'm going, I'm going to tell Mr. Field about our, this program. I'm going to tell Mr. Field about this product. And I'm not, I'm not listening to him. No, if I listen to him, he'll tell me what it is that he needs. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Field. Anyone else have any comments or questions? Okay, I put those uh, four types of uh, categorical questions that Mr. Field talked about in the chat. So if anybody want to copy uh, those and paste them to your notes, like me, <laughs> uh, 
you have them. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. We're going to keep going. Now, to recap, congratulate the, your, your lead on what they have gotten from your funnel, the product or service, and then also if they had purchased anything from an upsell in your funnel. Then you want to dig deep and ask those four types of questions that Mr. Field talked about so that they can tell you what it is that they need and that they're looking for and that they're seeking. Then also, as you're talking to the person, you'll know whether or not you need to tell them about another product or service that you have. All those types of questions Mr. Field talked about will let you know, okay, yeah, right now is the time for me to talk to them about this, or no, I'm not going to talk to them about this right now. I, what, and, what I, and what you do when you decide you're not going to talk to that person about a product or service that you have at that moment, it's not that the conversation ends. You're going to schedule the follow-up time to talk to them because right at that moment, when the time to talk to them about another product or service that you have. Grace? Um, yes, sir. Yeah, this might be a good time to remind people of what I call the echo technique. Okay. It means you echo what they just told you. And you can try this with your own personal relationships in your life just as a little practice just to see what happens. But somebody says, yeah, we went fishing the other day. You went fishing? Yeah, we went up to the lake. The lake? Yeah, we were at Lake Erie. Lake Erie? You caught a trout, a trout. Now you can't keep doing this because eventually they're going, hey, are you deaf? You can't hear anything I'm saying. But just try using the echo technique in your conversations and listen to what happens. And they'll usually end up by doing all the talking, but when they're through, they'll say, boy, you're a great conversationalist because all you did was encourage them to continue to talk by repeating what they just said. That is good. Yes, sir. Mr. Fields give it all to Douglas tonight. <laughs> I hope everyone is listening, taking notes. That is that is really good. So, but yes, he said you, you don't want to keep doing it because they're gonna you know they're gonna ask that question. Hey, are you definitely not listening to a word I said? You know that is that is really good. That echo technique, I like that as well. Okay, Lady Maya says she needs that. All right. So you want to um, like Mr. Fields said, and you know what I've been saying, you'll know. You know, when you use the echo technique, when they, you know, when they tell you certain things. And sometimes I do use the echo technique after they, you know, you, you'll know when they stop talking at a certain point so that you can start talking to them. I, you know, to, you know, to let them know that I am listening to what they're saying. I repeat back to them what they've said. Oh, whew, Maya, you, you really said something to, to me when you were telling me about how you love, how you're, your, your children are doing this and how they've grown and, and have, you know, really matured and uh, are taking responsibilities and doing these things and uh, having a, making a good life for themselves. You know, whatever the, the person is saying, you know, that, they'll, that lets you know that, okay, she really is listening to what I'm saying to, you know, actively listen and to keep the conversation going, like Mr. Phil said. And again, you'll know, whether or not you need to tell them about another product or service that you have. Um, what day was that? Tuesday on the sales training. Antonio was letting you all know there was a, a lady I was speaking to, uh, and she had gotten Antonio's book. And I called to congratulate her and, you know, asked her what made her get the book and things like that. And she was letting me know. Um, some things that were going on that and eventually she was telling me that she had been battling depression and immediately when she said that 
my salesman hat came off. And I said, no, this is not a time to tell you about something else that we have. <laughs> you know, in, in my head, I'm saying, no, we, don't, we, we won't tell her about what it is that, that we have going on. So then I went from being a salesperson to being a listening ear. And, you know, just asking her questions about, you know, um, is there anything, letting her know, is there anything that we can do for you? We are here for you because she is a person that is in our network. And, you know, uh, just saying if, if you just need a listening ear, we're always here to listen. And she was letting us know that she has a good support group, uh, a, a good support system that's helping her uh, with, you know, her bat with her battle and that she has up, up days, she has down days but that there, there are people there. And I said, okay, well, you know, glad to hear that. But also, we're always here as well, you know, uh, to be that listening ear, along with the support system that you have. And um, I asked if I could pray with her and, and pray for her, and I, and, and I did. And after that, you know, you know, she just said thank you so much for that. Uh, glad to, that you called uh, and congratulated me on the book and just, you know, checking up on me. And so that's what we did. And, and you know, there was no sale there. Um, I remember, I think it was Michelle G when we talked about it that day. She said sometimes uh, closing a sale is saving a lot. And that is true. Sometimes closing a sale is being a listening ear. In 2021, a truly diversified portfolio needs more than the traditional mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. It needs private real estate. Studies have shown that portfolios with an allocation to private real estate generally delivered a better risk-adjusted return with more annual income and lower volatility over the past two decades thanks to its track record of consistent performance through multiple market cycles. With Fundrise, this level of powerful diversification is now available to you. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise makes investing in private real estate as easy as investing in stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. See, Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via dynamic asset updates. See for yourself how 130,000 investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate. It takes just a few minutes to get started. Go to fundrise.com slash B2B today. That's F U. N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash B2B. Fundrise.com slash B2B. Sometimes closing the sale is just letting the person get it all out and get what it is that they want to stay out and, you know, just, just talk with them and give them comfort. So all the time, it's not, you know, you don't have to try and upsell somebody all the time. It's, 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 it's not going to be that time at all times. So you you have to um, gauge, okay, yes, this is a good time. Okay, no, this is not a good time. Case in point, yesterday we got a lead. Uh, someone got the 20 hours of, 23 hours, 23 classes from the Get Famous for my story.com phone. And then she also got uh, 30000 how to make $30,000 from the stage at $7.95. So I gave her a call 
congratulated her on the two on the two things she got, the free classes and also the thirty thousand dollars from the stage. And I asked her the question. I told you I always ask, Hey, what made you decide to get that? And I and and before I asked her, I said, I now I know the obvious question is you're either aspiring to be a speaker or you already are a speaker. But I'm gonna ask this question anyway. And she said, Yes, I do desire to speak. And she told me everything that she does. She works for CPS. She has a book that's coming out uh, this month, and uh, it's about child abuse. And she says, I'm in CPS. I've been there for three years, and I want to be the face of CPS because I always get asked, well, what happens when you go into the home? And, what, you know, and, and questions are always asked to her. And she says, so I wrote a book to let people know these are the things that, that go on. And this is what happens. And she says she wanted to be the face of CPS. And when you think about that, you know, think about CPS and, you know, child abuse and how to handle it and how to care for the kids. I want people to think of me. And when I, I want to speak about it and get paid for it. So when I heard that, ding, 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 ding. Oh, well, you know, Antonio has a uh, platform called the Bureau of Dominant Speakers. And I proceeded to tell her about the platform and what we do and told her about our master trainers, Mr. Phil and Mr. Susan Sorrentino, and how they are always happy to help with anything that deals with professional speaking. And if you have a question about speaking, they know about it. Told her about all the things that we have with the Bureau and, uh, you know, told her what the cost is. And, she, and I let her know, hey, you know, I just want to let you know about it. If you decide to get it now, that's great. But if you don't decide to get it right now, that's great, too. I'm just going to keep up with you. And she said, well, you know, if I really want to get this stuff started and going, I got, I'm, I'm going to get started. Okay, well, great. So right then, I knew it was a good time to tell her because she told me what she wanted. So I let her know what we had that could really help her. That is um, what I uh, wanted to share with you all this evening. Did anyone have any questions or comments? Anybody had any experiences like that with the business? Any questions? All right. Well, I do appreciate every. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Phil. Yeah, Grace, real quick. I just had a great opportunity where um, I get a call from this dentist. He heard me speak 30 years ago. And now he has a dental practice where there's 23 people in his practice. And he says, Phil, I want to do one day a quarter, close down the practice, put all my person people in a room and do something with them. I'd like to have you maybe be our first day. What do you think? So we did our questions for customizing and everything else. And I'll be back up in Columbus on uh, March 27th doing that for the whole people. But the whole thing is he remembered what I said. He told me a couple things that I have in my presentation that he did that stuck with him that made his life better. So as, as professional speakers, that's we have to always continue to remind ourselves, that's why we're in front of the room. We're in front of the room to engage the audience in a way in which they remember what we're saying to the extent that they go out and use the ideas for their own lives and have a better life because they sat in our audience. And as long as we continue to focus on that, eventually you build a career that you real truly make a difference in this planet. And we need, we need more people doing that today than ever. So keep, keep on keeping on everybody and looking forward to seeing you in a little bit, helping you put together stories and finding stories. We're gonna have a real fun time. 
right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Field. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Does anyone else have any comments or questions, thoughts? All right. All right, Mr. Bill, Lady Maya says thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us this evening on branding for branding and cash flow. Those of us who are part of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, as soon as we jump off of this call, I'll, we'll be hopping on to the next call, having fun getting paid to speak with Field and Susan Sorrentino. You're so very welcome, Ms. Susan. One final thing. Thank you. Yes, sir. When he heard me say, when he said, Phil, I heard you 30 years ago, and I immediately said, oh, I'm much better now, and he started to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I got him laughing right away. He said, I'm, I'm much better than I was 30 years ago. <laughs> he said, you were pretty good back then. I said, yeah, but I'm much better now. So he started laughing. That's it. That's it. Great job. Great job. Well, thank you all again for joining us. And we will see you all next time for Branding and Cash Flow. Everyone take care. Have a great evening. You're very welcome, Charbonne.